0: This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 155, Carissa's coaching story. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest the thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of the show. In case you missed it, The doors to my Awakened Woman program are now open. The program starts on Monday, 4-4, and for six months, I'm going to guide a small group of women through my six-month proven neuroscience-backed coaching process that allows them to shed society's layers and step into their authentic power and truth. This is the coaching system I've been using for eight years now, working with one-on-one clients, and I'm so excited to take it in this group setting. So if you want more information and you want to sign up, just go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y ePreston.com forward slash awakened dash woman. You'll see all the details there. The doors will not be open again until the fall, so you'll want to get into it now. And this is the first time I'm running this group, and anytime I run a group for the first time, I way over-deliver because I am watching every single dynamic to ensure that everyone gets exactly what they came for. It's going to be incredible. Every week we meet, we have 90 minutes of coaching. You're going to learn all the tools to help you, again, just become the woman that you know you were meant to be. The women for this program are are those who have had a lot of external success. They've checked off society's boxes very well, but they just have this desire inside of them for more. And a lot of times that desire for more stops them because they think, oh, I should be grateful for what I have. What I have is good enough. But the reality is, is that that call will never go away. You can have even more in your life and that more is deep fulfillment for you. And you'll see as this process unfolds, if you coach with me in this program, just why you feel this way even more. It comes from your past. It comes from all the messages we're receiving every day, a lot of times subtly and unconsciously. And then you're going to be able to shift out of those to step in to what it is you really, really want. Today on the show, I happen to have a woman named Carissa Ray, who I started working with about this time last year in March 2021. And you'll hear our story, how we connected before we started working together But I'm hopeful as you listen to her story, you'll start to see firsthand what this program and this process can create for you and your life. Chris and I coach one-on-one, but again, the group program will be the very similar um, process that we will be going through. So um, I'm going to just stop there and let our interview with Carissa play because we talk all about where she was at when she started coaching and then what's changed for her along the way. It's a lot of her shedding just layers of the masculine energy and feeling really burnt out all the time and then stepping into her feminine power. So without further ado, here's my interview with Carissa Ray. All right, Ms. Carissa. Here we are on the podcast. He would have thought this day would have come when I first met you.
1: I know. I know.
0: <laughs> I wanted to be like, yeah, totally.
1: But no, probably. Yeah.
0: Okay. So can <laughs> we kind of talk about that? Like how we met because it wasn't typical. No, it was
1: not typical. Yeah. It's not typical. It's was faded. It was basically. faded. Yep. Yeah. But I, my first, um, kind of entrepreneurship coaching experience, Um, was in the first few business of my company uh, Greencraft Media and that summer in 2020 I started an operationally focused coaching group and it was it had its uses I love a good spreadsheet um, and it was a coming together of other women who were trying to like navigate this crazy new world COVID world which happened kind of in the middle of a lot of them embarking on their entrepreneurship journey, just like me, and learning some of these skills together and sharing and having like monthly check ins and that sort of thing. But it, we weren't getting a whole ton out of it. That said, in the women themselves, not the instructor holding each other up, one of the women in my group was like, A client of mine needs some video editing help. And you do, you have a production company, you do video editing, right? And I was like, Yes please introduce me. And it was you. <laughs> Yay! And I was like, great. And so we got on the phone and I think this is like
0: November, 2020.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was, I remember I was in my car because I was in a place too, where I had very little childcare because of COVID.
1: Right. Um,
0: and I remember meeting with you and I remember thinking this girl, you can tell she really loves what she does. Um, but I could feel so much anxiety off of you. <laughs>
1: Well, at that point, I mean, I, I like just stumbled through my business for like the first easily six months or so. So before you, I had actually gotten kind of my first, you know, I'd had some clients and I, as you discovered later, spoiler alert, when we started coaching together, um, that just were not a fit for me. I was not a fit for them. You know, we, we exchanged services, but it was, it was just a hot mess to where in hindsight now, like October, 2020, I can't believe I wasn't just like in constant panic attack mode. <laughs> Cause like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, the kids are sort of going back to school. Their school has been largely, um, outdoors after the first few months of COVID. So I was navigating that, but I had just gotten another you know, client in my zone of genius in, um, media production at the end of October. And then in November, as I starting to work with them, you come along and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this feels so much better. It's like real lovely people who actually appreciate and need my skills instead of just being like, I don't know, can you like make me a website or like a, lo- a logo? And I'm like, ah, uh, sure. <laughs> Will you yeah. You give, give me money to eat. Yeah. Great. So tell them um, about your career before. Oh, well, that's a... Because it was um, a big transition for you. It was a huge transition for me. And it was like not the first of a few huge transitions for me, but I was a media producer and I worked actually for NBC News Digital from the time I was like 12. It felt like it, but from the time I was 22 and I worked for NBC News um, in their home digital offices, which was on the West Coast in Seattle. And then so I was there for six years and I was in the field and I was producing photojournalism and multimedia and, you know, going to Haiti after the earthquake in 2010 and having these like life changing experiences and winning awards. And that all led to my being asked to come on and lead um, a new digital media team for the Today Show. And so uh, six years into that journey, I moved to New York City with my husband and my uh, in vitro child at that point, she was still six months inside of me or whatever. Um, so in the middle of my pregnancy, moved to a New York city and started a big highfalutin six figure media producer, manager, new mom, losing my mind's life. And then I did that for six years and won some awards and did some cool stuff. And then it was time for change. So it was a lot of things. The world of journalism and news had changed so much. We had just come through the 2016 elections, which was grueling from all points of view. And I had little kids that had never had a backyard or anything else. And so I'd put myself out there and started looking for jobs. And then one in Cincinnati, which is actually where I have a lot of family in the area, um, worked out. And so we relocated and bought our dream house because you can do that when you move from Brooklyn. I'm from a (laughs) tiny apartment with four people and one toilet um, to, you know, Cincinnati, Ohio. And so I started a big corporate job at that point. And that was three years of working up from being like the photography manager to being the director of all operations, which is just insane that that even happened. Um, And it was a really intense, intense, like startup environment experience. And I learned a lot. Um, but it was punishing. And in hindsight, I think kind of my workaholicness and that like go, 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 never stop journalism, though I left journalism and had a lot of mixed feelings about that and felt like I was leaving a part of myself behind. I kind of punished myself, I think, in my corporate experience too. So in the three years I was at this um, corporate world, I had three roles up to director of ops, I had seven bosses in those three roles. Um, again, I was making great money and doing all these things, but it was um, it was it was very intense. and I frankly have some PTSD about it that we've worked through in hindsight of realizing kind of what I accepted and when I allowed my career to be and not having the balance I wanted in my life. So um, I survived. I mean we had the whole company got bought, all these crazy things happened and I lasted through all that and they were reorging again in february 2020 and um so pre covid spoiler alert oh my gosh pandemics about to hit everything yeah. but it came in and it was going to be another boss change another role change and at that point i was so far away from media production and what i loved but i loved the team i was working with that that team was going to change too and i was like dude this is just not i'm i'm not where i want to be and so in gratitude of understanding this another big change. And I'd been with them through so much cause it's like dog years at this company. Um, so in those three years, like 17 or something, they offered me either. I could change my role into this new position, which was mostly analysis, which if you know me, Oh God, <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> like, not in your zone without of Venus. the team, the collaboration, the production, yeah. it would have been really painful. So looking at that and looking at that, meaning like, but it's a paycheck and it's benefits. And I know my family will eat and all these things, but they offered uh, three months full pay, full benefit severance. If I chose not to do that, if that was no longer a fit. And I was like, now's my time. So I did it and it was horrifying yeah. <laughs> and terrifying. Um, and so for six months, I just kind of winged it. And then things started to happen. And in the middle of those things happening, I met you.
0: Crazy. It's crazy. Like, I know the story, but to relive it again of like, you quit your job after all these years, the pandemic hits. Yeah. You start taking on just any client you can get. You're in this office program, which now we know is such a poor fit for you, knowing your <laughs> right. strengths and everything. Um, you and I meet. Um, and so then you and I start working together. And I was going back through old emails this morning, Carissa. And I was like, how did this whole transition happen? So at some point, I had said like, Hey, I'm not closing the amount of clients that I want, which I've talked about openly on the podcast. Right. Um, and I said, we can't keep doing video. And at that point we had just gotten in a groove and like, we had developed these systems and all that. And in that you had said, can you give me some honest feedback? And I said, yeah, I wish we had the systems earlier on. And it kind of seems leaving now. And it kind of opened up this can that had already been there, I think for you. And you had asked about coaching and like, really exploring some different things. And you were talking about that and in that you didn't mention me. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to mention some other coaches to her and you explored that. And then you came back to, and again, I had to read the emails. Cause I'm like, am I making the story up? You came back to, I really want to join your living the dream program because at the time you had been seeing some of the videos because you were editing some of the videos. Right. And right. I was like, okay, she wants to coach with me. I've been kind of manifesting this behind the scenes, like hoping she would reach out, but I never wanted to like put it as my idea. And so then I was like, okay, let's get on a consult and let's talk.
1: Great. Right. Yeah, and no, it worked perfectly because as we were winding down. Um, with the video, we were taking that break in the summer. It was the end of my year with this ops coaching. And I knew for the last few months of that, like, nope, definitely done, not getting, you know, what I'm, I'm looking for out of it. But because I was editing videos for living the dream and of your podcast, um, I I knew, I knew like the inside scoop sort of. And like, I was getting in on this lingo, of like, oh my gosh, it was like, it was like having this, you know, anthropologist view into the secret society type of thing is what I felt like. <laughs> like these women are talking about like going off into the wilderness for a weekend and releasing things. And I don't know what this means, but I'm very intrigued and just, you know, how people were, were putting it out there with you and being so authentic, both um, if you were interviewing them for the podcast, but also in that first year of which I didn't even realize at the time that was kind of a new thing for you with Living the Dream, but getting to see how those coaches were reacting, I felt like I had this very sort of inside scoop of knowing what I was gonna get. And I loved in, in doing that, those two worlds of you know, being exposed to your podcast and then to the coaching calls, I got to see kind of the neuroscience of it and this whole system that you had built and how like substantial it was, like it was, and that's what I was missing. Right. And that ops coaching thing, like I had some like general business, like do this stuff and go like sell ads and do whatever. And I had good spreadsheets for scaling quote unquote, and all of that. But, um, I didn't have kind of that direction and that one-on-one attention and coaching to figure out what are you even doing right now? (laughs) What do you want both out of your life and your career? Cause I was feeling like. I was finally seeing how disparate I had let those things become while I love my life and my family. And, and I do feel like through my journey, I've manifested so many things, including, you know, our 203 year old house and, and all of these things, but like, why can't a job and work, frankly, that I enjoy doing that I love doing, like, can I be fulfilled by that too without having it be like a 60 hour a week Bleed yourself out, lose your mind, lose yourself, sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. I I don't even think I'd realize how much I had lost myself until I took the plunge and we did our consultation and started to set goals. Where I was like, "Ooh, okay, this is going to get real."
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I'm really going to do this. I have to pull up the note from our consult too. I was reading it earlier today of like what exactly you had said that you had wanted. Do you remember what you said? Oh, it was like a bunch of crap. (laughs) Well, I I mean, mean, a lot of it was like, I want to make money, which obviously anyone does when they're making an investment. Um, but it was like, I remember talking, I don't know if we use the word zone of genius at that time, but I remember you saying like, I want to figure out how I can make this business work for me because I see
1: a lot of what I'm not wanting to do now. Absolutely. Yeah. From those first few months and the the type of clients I was working with and people I was collaborating with, and now having a view both of your business, but then of some other clients that I had finally just that we found each other that was feeling better. It was like, how can I make that work? And I think actually from sort of a type A brain, which is so funny, I was attracted because I knew you had done that in your own business. And I, and I saw and was attracted to how, um, how sort of structured and like you had this whole system, nobody was flying without a net. Like you were taking your coaches and this coaching group on this journey. That was very kind of prescriptive. And for me too, being a little bit of a control freak sometimes (laughs) and being, as we know, an Enneagram eight, which I'm sure we can talk about, but, um, for me, I think a big part of it also was like knowing what I was getting into on the emotional stuff too. The fact that you did have that structure, but that I could go, okay, tell me about this release thing. Tell me about how I'm going to get vulnerable here. Cause I don't know if I'm hundred percent comfortable <laughs> because yeah. I can like do anything if I know what's coming, but it, we've talked before about eights sometimes, or people with certain personality traits that I may also have. Mm-hmm. Um, being a little freaked out if something seems like a surprise or all of a sudden hits you in a really like emotionally vulnerable spot. And you're like, I, I feel, I feel attacked or I feel like I'm not comfortable with this. I was allowed again, because I think I had that whole behind the scenes look at like what you do. I was like, okay, I know what's coming. I can yeah.
0: do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember, I think it was our consult or shortly thereafter. you were like, okay. So I'm an Enneagram eight. And at the time I was like having some issues with some eights. Right. And I was like, okay, let's, I was really straightforward with you. And, and you had told me that you're like, because I've seen everything behind the scenes, Lindsay, like I'm not freaked out. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it gave me a lot of great ahas of like, okay, if someone's an eight, maybe I just need to show <laughs> them some like behind the scenes videos. Right, right. Or
1: just really know they're gonna, you know, depending on their personality or whatever, that it might really help them to kind of see what's coming. Because I know when we had talked about because I was very intrigued about this whole like, and bullet holes. I remember that being like, and now if you've listened to all of your podcasts and stuff, it's like super obvious what bullet holes are. But at the time I was like, oh my God, what is that? I don't want bullet holes to have bullet holes. Like, <laughs> like I feel so exposed for this yeah. thing. And then there was stuff too. There was one thing I, 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 saw in the workbook early on of like, you know, some of the inner child stuff it had to do with around the time of bullet holes really putting like your family crap out there. And I was just like, ugh, like, <laughs> like but I don't want to <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) But I knew it's like taking your vegetables, like, because I knew your process and I had this whole, like, you know, 30,000 foot view of it. I could go, okay, this is important. This is part of it. And you're going to have to do this part to get to something that feels better. So just like, just shut up and do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas other eights, it sounded like around the same time. Like freaking those, out. Yeah. We're yeah. Like, no, I can't do
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have never guessed you as an eight. But okay, so I'm going back to the consult. Here's what I wrote on my notes as what you wanted in one-on-one coaching for it to be the best investment ever. I put ease in all capitals, which is so funny because I think that's one of the biggest results you have now.
1: Right. Don't you right. think? Definitely. Like again, when I met you, I
0: was like, I love the squirrel. I love her energy, but she's so anxious. And now when I'm with you, I'm like, oh, Carissa, like it's like this beautiful, warm hug. <laughs> and we've talked so much about you getting into your feminine flow too, and getting out of that masculine. Yeah. That was some of the big work we had to do. And like you releasing all of that, like you talked about the PTSD with work and some patriarchy shit and oh my God. dad so, stuff.
1: So, so, so yeah. much of that. And I remember In our conversations, and it would think it was just like a weekly check-in or something at at some point in the the first phase in um, Unstoppable, where we were just talking about slowing down. And I had felt so, I mean, like really like a neurological reaction to hustling, frankly, to work, 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 work. And to the point I would, I would aim for that. And I was so used to that from 15 years of like corporate life and journalism. And then in, in actual corporate for-profit world, I would get so overwhelmed. And then there'd be like these days, like whole days where it's just like, okay, I spent this day like up here. And now I can, I feel like I I can't even get out of bed. Like I have no energy, Mm, like I feel so drained. And I was sick of that. Like roller coaster that vacillation. And when it started to chill a little bit, I remember us talking about it. And you were like, oh, well, you're letting like you were like, duh, <laughs> like you were just like, of course this is what's happening. Because you were like, oh, you're getting out of that like masculine energy of work of just like this constant hustle. And you're getting more into like a feminine kind of cycle, a flow. Mm-hmm. And and that's of course that's what's going to happen. And I was like, It blew my freaking mind. You were like, oh yeah, no big deal. And I was like, wait, this was an option the whole time. (laughs) It could have been like Well, and going back to what you said earlier
0: is like so many of us can relate to this. I know I can. Is like work like a dog for maybe days, weeks on end, if not longer, and then you just crash and burn right and so where i was getting you to is like let's find flow every day like work in the flow right. and two we did so much mindset cleanup around you and beliefs around you that was causing that anxiety and for you to Absolutely. do way more work than you needed to do yeah. which was so fun <laughs> um so ease you said you wanted balance i say you definitely yeah. have balance now Are you so going to talk sure. us like walk us through like an average day or week yeah. in your life
1: well, now I feel like one of the biggest things now is that instead of it being, and it's one of those things where you almost feel like, and I know I'm not on the other side of anything. I'm a, a work in progress, <laughs> like, like we all are, but I feel so far from where I was a year ago, even now, um, where it was very much like I was keeping myself to sort of a prescribed schedule. of got to do all, all this stuff and I've got to you know, just sit here and and try and not get distracted and force myself to work, whether the kids are home and homeschooling or whatever. And just like, like it has, you have to fill the plate type thing that now I'm like, I fill my life and then I work, I make work fit there Mm. and it's just such the opposite really of what I was doing before. It's crazy. Like I was telling you I've had, you know, seasonal allergy, sinus, whatever, luckily not anything COVID related. So says my test from Target, but (laughs) which is good. Um but stuff lately. And it used to be I would be still so guilty. Like I'd be sitting there with a migraine like trying to force myself to work. Or I even thought about that yesterday because I just rested most of the day, did a couple work things, but just rested, <laughs> like rested, read a little if I could, tried to like, you know, take care of myself, take a hot bath, these things where I was like, oh my gosh, one in a corporate world, that's in the past, I know things yeah. are changing and remote work is changing so much. But in my experience, that that was never an option. You just suffer through and be like a martyr for, oh, well, are you okay? Yeah, fighting a migraine, you know, and you just push through and it's like it's so amazing to be on the other side of that. And then yeah. fitting my work into, you know, I've got a big list of things. I met with a client this morning and got a couple of things out already, know what's coming at the end of the week and a meeting on Monday. But then all the time in between is like, okay, like calm down. Like, let's yeah. go. Versus so before just you would
0: spin and a lot of thoughts. Right. Like right. this,
1: this, 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 and this. Yeah. So now it's like the work fits in between, almost like we talked about this recently and in living the dream in our group coaching, but like in between like pleasure stuff, like I am more concerned about getting up, taking care of myself, getting in, you know, a workout or yoga, having tea a few times a day, you know, and it's stuff people would do at the office of like, oh, I got to get up and like walk once an hour. And again, you're like a martyr for like not letting your legs go to sleep or something. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just like, oh, like I'm going to do a little bit of work now because at this time I am going to go make some tea or I am going to have a delicious lunch or I am going to, you know, read something and like turn off screens during my lunchtime or whatever. And it's so nice. Like those are, and I know a lot of us, especially in our group with a lot of very high achieving women. kind of suffer with this where you want to treat yourself. It's like, Oh, if I can just push, 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 then I get the candy. Like, you know, the carrot on the stick. And now I'm like, Oh no, my day is like all these lovely carrots or candy or whatever. Yeah. And then the in between is just, that's when I'll get stuff done. And if there's not time to get something done, my mindset has just shifted to instead say like, Oh, well, here's, here's this, here's where things are. And this is when the rest of it will come because I know what work needs to be done, and I'm prioritized. Like it's just, it's with ease now. <laughs> yes. Instead of stress. Instead and of so stress. Many people fear, okay, if I
0: go into this life of ease and this flow, and I, you know, slow down before I'm dying, in essence, I'm going to lose momentum in my career and I'm not going to be as successful. So, kind of tell us, Krista.
1: The successes that you've had, like on our video, we can see one. <laughs> yeah, so so in the midst of all of this, and, and while working with you, Lindsay, the other client that I was working for, I was doing just social media production and some, you know, brand planning and PR and marketing type stuff, which is all in my wheelhouse. But it came up that with COVID, because of COVID, they needed to pivot and were actually instead of doing a bunch of in-person events, nonprofit that they were going to film episodes of a kid's TV show. Now I just came off of 12 years before all that with NBC News and the Today Show. And I'm like, this is my zone of genius. Like, how can I help? Let me know, I would be happy to consult whatever you need. Well, it turned in uh, to me being the producer of this kid's show, and then we produced um, six episodes during the pandemic, and we won a regional Emmy for our work after never having done this before, (laughs) never having um, this crew before, you know, this organization's been around for 30 years and have done little, lots of things in the local area and some TV specials and stuff, but they're not a production company and now we are. And this year we're releasing an app, which I am managing the production of that process as well, and getting to bill for that as part of my work. And then um, recording, it'll it'll be 12 or 13 episodes, which is like, like a full-time job, except I get to decide. I get to decide how much I do. I can outsource and collaborating with other women in my community who are helping with graphics and copywriting. And that's a really pleasurable experience um, and it all fits in my life. So yeah, yeah and I remember been... a couple of months ago it was like one of your highest earning month ever, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Because also through um, some of those associates with the production, I was doing some other local work for the tourism bureau and, and other just really joyful things to get to go and create an experience. Like it sounds like, you know, a meme or whatever, but before all that, before I started meeting this client and getting more into production, and I was just saying yes to whatever experiences kind of presented themselves or or people that I just kind of stumbled across that were like, oh yeah, it could use some media production. Um, it happens that like three clients in a row were all lawyers and it was terrible, terrible, terrible experience. <laughs> Not to knock lawyers. I've known, I'm related to some and I, yeah, that's a whole other thing. And I, I know some that are generally, mostly lovely people. Um, but this was not that. And, um, and I just wasn't working in my zone of genius. I was just kind of, they were, they weren't sure what they wanted from me. So then of course we're dissatisfied because they never knew what they wanted. Like, Oh, I want a website. Wait, what? It costs that much to make a website. Oh, I want this over here. And I'm like, you know what? that's not what I wanted. And as soon as this other company, they reached out to me for the social media stuff, but were really excited about my skills in media production. Um, and it blossomed into what it is. Yeah.
0: I mean, the way I look at it is like, you didn't really know who you were on a deep level. I mean, you knew who you were, but like deep, deep and like what you wanted and what you provided in that zone of genius we keep talking about. And then now you've started to find that more. And so you're attracting people from that. And you know, what's a no. And I know
1: what's a no. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I had a lovely client that I helped with just a little, some side stuff last year. Um, And I found like helping women who are really passionate about their business, who are underrepresented in their space. Like that brings me immense joy. And that's part of my client selection process. And I I get to be choosy, which is such a a privilege. Um, But, you know, one of those lovely individuals was mentioning me to another associate that she knew. And it was actually a guy in, in the wealth management space. We've been talking about oh, the wealth funny. management a lot lately in our group, in our group, but um, an older gentleman in that space. And I was looking at his website and I was like, like, I'd be happy to have a conversation, but I, I don't know that what I do is a fit for what this person needs. And I have the confidence now to say that rather than being like, Oh, I'm gonna try and like squash my my square peg of of experience into whatever you think it is you want, because that's not that's not gonna turn into yeah. a of thing. Yeah. yeah. What do you think it was in the
0: coaching process, Krista, that allowed you to start to tap into who you are on a deep level?
1: Yeah, I feel like with your process, Lindsay, and what I was kind of hoping would be the case and was mm-hmm. was that it was so like. Like you have to go on the journey. (laughs) You have to, you have to look really hard at yourself and who you have been up before the coaching process up to that point and what has really gotten you there. And that's the point, you know, I have family and I have friends that have, you know, embarked on personal developments and and stuff in different ways. And that's the thing that for, especially in a family full of eights (laughs) and your grandmates Mm -hmm. like us, um, it can be really scary to go, Oh, I'm gonna have to look at my, my, all that crap. I gotta look at the crap. I have to look at middle school. Like, God, don't let me make me <laughs> look at middle school, but you really kind of do because that shit comes up that little kid stuff. I mean, you see memes of like, you know, what's wrong with that? It? It's all, it's our parents. <laughs> what's wrong with our parents. It's their parents. Like it's always your parents like duh. um, it's like a joke, but the fact of the matter is there is always work to be done around that, about who you started out being and who you became on the journey to who you are now. And that just kind of like accepting that and the fact that you had the safe space in this process to go through that, um, that I, I tried. I feel like I leaned really hard into that and just like said, fine. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: And you <laughs> and did it. like, you did your homework and you showed up and you did your release full out release meeting that two day little mm-hmm. adventure Carissa was mentioning before of like, you go and basically just feel some feelings and do some writing and healing and let that shit go.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: then even the second part you showed up of like, when we were figuring out who you were on a deep level, and really making sure we found your zone of genius. We keep talking about here, which is something that's just brought up in the coaching process. But for you, it was like, I really, really want that. And you had even said that on the consult.
1: Yeah. And the thing too, I think what's, what's really fantastic in the coaching process and with, I feel so fortunate, Lindsay, that you, with timing when was just right, And then that your openness to my participation and living the dream was right too. Cause I got to go kind of right into that as I was finishing up, um, your normal one-on-one coaching process. And I felt it's funny because you sent out some emails. I think all of the women in the group had a little bit of like, like freak out at the beginning of like, I can't be in a group with these people. Like they, they seem so much more together than me. And every single one of us is thinking that, which is kind of hilarious. Mm Um, But to be able to go right into that, yet this new, still sort of uncomfortable space, but be able to kind of build that up and and get feedback, not only from you and from Casey Joy, which has been just an amazing, like perfectly paired coaching experience for for my one-on-one experience. Now to get to go through this with this group of of like-minded women who are literally like all over the world, all over the country, and have support from them like you know one of our members from germany like said the nicest thing on my post the other day that i was just like oh my god i want to hug her so bad <laughs> and i'm like we, you know I've got i have this. a feeling who it is She's yes, so of sweet. course yeah. but yeah. um well we have two in germany who are fantastic yeah. and like light yeah. me up um so but just to have that with like this stranger that i've never met but that i feel so passionate about like that it was the icing on the cake to the coaching experience and I feel like now in living the dream, like I'm still cooking. I'm still figuring myself out and I'm at this point now where I feel like I had this amazing call with Casey like a week or yeah, I think a week ago where I was just I was feeling so good and and part of it is I've I've started to get really comfortable with the idea of my future self, but the idea of my past self too and just loving. Loving all versions of myself through all of yeah, that. Yeah, that deep love. Right. And yeah. realizing parts of my personality that have been kind of dormant through growing up and through the hustle and through the patriarchy and through finding my career and my marriage and my kids and all these things that were just buried. Like, there's still a plant loving book nerd in there. And like, she's getting some love now. And that, little bit of time that now I spend on that I feel so good personally and that's something now my husband is like leaning into and we've known each other since the dawn of times that helps he's known so many versions of me but like he's getting to love on that person too and bring me little books and things that are in this nerd zone of genius for me that, that doesn't have anything necessarily to do with my career as it stands right now it's just stuff that makes up me that I love that I have loved for decades. And I kind of forgot. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, you, you book nerd plant nerd loving yeah. person. Like, I remember you like, let's hang out and just feeling so much fulfillment in my life by just remembering all my layers really.
0: Yeah. Like- not just the money making layer
1: not just or the, the money-making mama layer, layer or the, or the award-winning layer, layer yeah. or the, like what building I worked in layer and all. Right. not the, not the cocktail party shit anymore, more of the yeah. genuine, like who I am and what makes like, everybody feels weird, right? Every single human of any interest <laughs> feels like a total weirdo. And to be able to lean into that and be like, I love that stuff. I love the stuff that makes me feel weird and with ltd to living the dream um to get to see some uh, some of the other women who yeah live on the other side of the country from me or whatever having that same experience Like, oh, i always feel so different i always feel so weird and i'm like oh my god me too like i just want to squeeze you and yeah you know be able to text each other it's just become this this really beautiful support system that just like is encouraging you to just be yourself. The goals and stuff are great. Yeah, let's get clear and let's get intentional with our living, but it's more about just intentionally living. And that's the part I would not have guessed last year. When I was having my consult, I was like, I want to put systems in place to attract clients. And then we learned like, you do not need systems.
0: We tested her Colby and this is pretty recent because I just added that assessment. I was like, okay, so Carissa... You are not a systems person <laughs> at all,
1: right.
0: You're really right. good at taking immediate action. So let's do more of this. And so it's just those little shifts like that. And then two, I want to go back on how you're not fearing the future. Like you're loving the future, right. which is huge for you right. but for so long. It's been like, you know, you shifting out of corporate of like money, 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 abundance, abundance. Right. And you're getting to a place now of like, let me just enjoy today and let me yeah. enjoy my full life. Not just my money-making self. Right
1: yeah and there's so much fear i think there's fear in that for women breadwinners and i've always been the breadwinner in my family the primary breadwinner um, but also for and my mom was a single mom so there's all of that drama coming up and just also i grew up in the midwest near here and there's that whole like i got a coupon everything and you can't and it's just you can't waste anything ever and you don't throw out boxes for things in case you need to return them 20 years. <laughs> like ago. It's just crazy stuff, but it's all around. And it's funny because there are women in our, our group too, that have felt this. I grew up all kinds of other places, but it's that feeling of the shoe's going to drop. Like I've been lucky. I've, 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 I've just been lucky. I've just been lucky my whole life. And you wait for that shoe to drop instead of being like, wait a minute, <laughs> maybe it's not luck. Like maybe I'm doing, Great, maybe maybe it's aware. me. Yeah, maybe maybe, doing really maybe awesome. I'm actually better than I think I am. Right. Yeah, you know, like really getting rid of that imposter syndrome too. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and divorcing in that relationship, that fear of of money and not having enough. Because honestly, we've we've coached around this a lot. I've made well into six figures in multiple careers and, and positions now, and climbed up whatever ladder it was to do those things. And while that's great. Um, there was a lot, it was a lot of trade-offs that I was willing to make that I thought I had to make in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a friend who's just going back um, from maternity leave after her second baby and it's so hard for her and it's so hard for all new moms. And I was thinking back my my almost eight-year-old now when she was a baby, I went back to work after a C-section after eight weeks, even though I had twelve because that's what I thought I needed to do for my business and my team. And I look at that now and I go, Oh my God, that was so fucked up. (laughs) Like, what were you thinking?
0: Yeah. But we're in
1: it. Right. And she's fine. And I was fine. and Yeah. But when you're um, in it, it's
0: like, you know, they call it the rat race. It's so true. I mean, it's, it's just like so
1: true, to yeah, especially as a German
0: woman. Cause you're just like, I I wanted, I need it. I, I can't right, like almost right. like live
1: without it kind right. of feeling. And there weren't a lot of women, honestly, in the group that I was in at, at that time, that was still at NBC, um, who had children that was somewhat rare. Cause I, you know, had my kids in my late, like I was 29 and 31 when I had my kids and that was like young by New York standards. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, so I was just kind of like, no, I just got to, I got to do all the things. I got to be all the things I got to work all the hours and then, you know, be there, leave at six, you know, before six in the morning and not be home until after six at night. And just, that's you just what you do. And now I'm like, whoo, I'm glad I listened to whatever it was I was listening to. And and part of that is just like where life takes you. Right. And and what you're willing to put up with, and it was time for changes in my life. Each time I made those career changes, but I'm, I'm so glad because now I'm here when I need it. I mean, I made that, it seems terrifying choice to leave the company and the job and the benefits and all that stuff right before the pandemic. But if I hadn't, like my kids were remote, just like everybody else within a month of that. I would have been director of operations or whatever role still. I would have been the one telling essential workers that they have to come in, even though they have immune compromised families and stuff. I was so grateful for the choice that yeah, I made. I which just, goes no, so against yeah, your values. It was yeah. right. Yeah, and, I, and just now starting to believe instead of like all these series of, of fortunate events and choices aren't a fluke that actually listening to myself has done me really well, even when I've stumbled through it. It's like yes. a hot mess. Yeah. Which so is now something
0: I'm was- so glad we grew upon. Cause again, when I met you, I was like, Oh, I wish this girl would trust herself. And now you do. You're just like, this is a yes. This is a no. This is a yes. Yeah. Dang Carissa. There's still hard days. There's still super hard. Of course. Days. But yeah, yeah.
1: But, but I have a support system when there are hard days I get to hear about, you know, your hard days or or other women in the group's hard days. And that gives me perspective. And I just, I feel a sense of community that I think too is really important. I was talking with another um, woman I, I collaborate with who also has had kids home on and off through the pandemic and is working from home and her husband works from home for his corporate job and everything's just insane, like the world right now. And of just how... Trying it can be to never leave the house and 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 feel so tied up in that and not even kind of know your boundaries. And I was chatting with her and I was like, actually having this group of women that that I found and having those regular things. There's a part, a version of me maybe a year ago that would have thought that was like burdensome, like oh, I've got to show up for this call or oh, I've got to, you know weigh in on this thing, but it's not like that. It's so supportive that I, I just don't feel alone and it's lovely. Yeah. I, I wish everyone would go out and find that. Yeah. If there's and you're getting,
0: that. like you said, the mental health support exactly.
1: and beyond.
0: So that on those hard days we're like, okay, let's feel through it. Let's talk about it. Right. Like when you had a few weeks ago, I remember with the cat.
1: Remember oh, when you showed up to the call,
0: <laughs> you're like, I just need to cry today. I was like, just, just yeah. cry, get it out. Right. There's yeah. a dead
1: cat involved, everyone. We won't give you the details. We won't but- <laughs> give you the details, but it was a hard day
0: for Chris. And I was like, we're not <laughs> coaching today. Just fill your feels because that's what you need. But right. those little things make such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So again, like when I look at you, Chris, I think we have gotten her into her feminine power. Right.
1: Right. Oh. And part of it, yeah, it's just it's revamping those priorities because, mm-hmm. like we said, money's great and we want to scale but I feel like for me for the things that motivate me that was like just pursuing money for the sake of money without really knowing the stuff that fills me up and how to say yes and no to certain things would never that would have been an empty quest like forever because you know we've talked with other ladies in the group and stuff too Of I'm, I'm not making as much I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing great compared to starting out in business each year is better. And, but Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a credit to finding that zone. Whereas I may not be doing exactly as much as I made at the peak of like my corporate life or something, but my life is so much better that I navigate those, those, that blissful stuff. Like now there are things that, um, you know, allow me to take care of myself and my family and to show up for them that, I I wouldn't trade it's I'm thinking of this is so totally random, but you know, I do this all the time. But the Hulu show Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin. It's fantastic. He plays this kind of washed up TV actor in it. He's making these relationships with all these people, but debating, going out and trying out for a role. And he they're trying to get him to go and solve this murder thing instead. And he's like, yeah, I'm not even going because I'm offer only. He's like, I don't audition for stuff. I'm offer. only. that's I'm like, that's what I want to be in my life.
0: That's my new mantra.
1: (laughs) I'm offer only bish. Yeah. Like like if somebody wants to work with me and we've talked about this, the best opportunities, including the today show, including all this interesting twists and turns in my life have come because somebody saw my work or, or saw me or something. I put myself out there in some way and they responded to it and we had a conversation and it was right, including working with you. Like Mm -hmm. it was one of the best things that happened to me in the last couple of years and that's how it happened. And that's how working with this production company I'm working with now has happened. And, and just to start to go, you know what, that that's fantastic. And it still requires work. I still have to like do things I'm proud of and put myself out there and be genuine but it's not this whole like rat race of like, Oh, am I going to apply for this thing? And I don't know if this is the right fit, but I'm just going to throw I'm like, no, that stuff doesn't ever work out for me. Yeah. It's, it's like attracting, horrible. attracting, right. attracting. And yeah. I know. It's some manifestation woo woo, whatever. But when I step back and I look at my life, that's the stuff that's worked. And I know, and we're, you know, that's another amazing thing. I love all of the, um, all of the master classes and things that we have in living the dream and the Colby and we're going to do some DEI work and, and anti-racism work and that's amazing too because I do recognize I've had all this has been privilege, but part of it is accepting the part I did play in the work I have done, and just not fighting so hard and yes. helping, wanting it to Expecting that it will work out just beautifully. Yep, and believing it works out.
0: Trust me, we. It seems so easy now that Chris is like, it'll all work out. There's been a lot of mindset things we've had to clear up and coaching (laughs) along the way
1: to get her to this place. Yes, and that's where the release stuff too. It is massive. It is it is massive. I mean, it's the stuff like, again, I'm a writing book nerd and whatever, but um, it's the stuff memoirs are made of. Of like being able to take those two days. I went on a boat, which was also an amazing so experience cool. for another client that um, had done some photo work for it and went on a boat and like on that boat for two days, it was like, it was an Allie McBeal situation. It was me and like all the ghosts of Carissa past hanging out on a boat and having words for two days and getting all the feelings out and journaling, which is not even something I have. Ever really leaned into before that, but using all these tools that that I was taught through this coaching process with you and trusting them, and it was—I mean, it's—it's something I'll remember for the rest of my life, and it's a tool I can go back to because not all those ghosts have dissipated fully. And well, the hard things are the things that continue to come up, but um, but I have those tools to go and say. That doesn't define me. Those feelings don't define me. You know, whether it's the middle school girls or the corporate drama or the the bad bosses or whatever, or the great ones. I've had great bosses too, but it, those things don't define me. I've been me through all of it, and I'm gonna love that person and help her continue to go and now I'll be a person who speaks in third person, which is. You know. <laughs> I you could have bet me a thousand dollars a year ago, like Chris, Will you ever speak about yourself in the third person? I'd be like, hell, no, those people crazy. And now here I am, <laughs> and now here you are, one
0: year later. It hasn't even been a year. We had our consult in March. I know, and now we're recording this like early February, so almost a year. But right. um, okay, I want to wrap this up, Chris. I know we're going super long because you're just like I'm the best, by this. the <laughs> most best entertainer there is. Okay, someone's on the
1: fence about doing coaching. What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them that they get to choose. They get to choose to believe in themselves or not. And I mean, also like they have no excuse. If anybody, if if someone who's anti-systems is me, (laughs) but still likes to do a little research, can dive in and experience, I think what you offer Lindsay through your authentic presence, what you meet people wherever they are on your podcast or on social or whatever, they're going to get a sense for who you are if they really listen if they really want to be open to it you're there because i was i was afraid i had spent all this money on that ops coaching and not gotten what i needed because frankly i hadn't done the self work first and so if they want to go on a journey on a guided journey through that scary stuff. That sounds really unappealing (laughs) because I've talked to some women entrepreneurs who are like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I just need a business coach. Like I'm, I'm good on all the mindset stuff. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) like I follow you. Plus I know you in real life and no, you're not because no one is right. And I think if they get to that place of going, hmm, will I be able to do what I want to do and help the people that I want to help and live the life that I want to live better if I work on my stuff, like therapy is not a four letter word anymore. And I feel like this is this amazing therapy, and you learn self therapy for people who, you know, you don't have to be broken. You just yeah. have to want to be a better version of yourself. And it's all out there. And that's what you know, the red flags for me, that should have been red flags, or maybe they were orange or something with the ops coaching was like, this isn't one-on-one and there's no accountability. And you just, you show up if you want to show up and yeah, you have to do the work yourself, but to do the deep dive and see what you offer and what this coaching group is and how dynamic it is and the value of having bodywork coaching, the deep dive, you know, mindset coaching with you plus all of the uh, personality profiles which are so much fun anyway and the coldie and cycle tracking and you can get as woo woo and into it and like as you want, and you will find your people here, um, or you can just really play by the book and say these are my goals, and I want to be in a safe place to achieve them, and and that's what's going to happen, also. So I'm excited that we are not even into what we have months left with yeah, um, with our- living the dream and our live event in the summer, and
0: yeah. oh my gosh, yeah, we still got so, so much yeah. more.
1: So yeah. that's all that's yeah. all. So we're still
0: a work in progress. We just wanted to take a pause right now and just celebrate the past almost year and Mindy. you showing the fuck up for yourself <laughs>
1: <laughs> and going on this journey together too, because it has been, I, it has also been inspiring for me to see you, Lindsay go through a really dynamic year in real time. And yeah. Like- and you knew some of the behind the scenes. Sometimes I'd be like, Chris, but for all of us to see that you're going through, you're holding, you're being really open and honest about when you are feeling authentic or not, and what you're doing to hold yourself accountable and how you're being coached. And that comes back and informs the rest of us and inspires us to go. And, you know, I just love where you, you've been talking even with just changing your branding and stuff. But I think in one of those posts or something that you shared, you talked about going on this journey to like, look at even the darker side of yourself in order to find your own light. And I find so much encouragement in that. And that spoke to me really, really deeply. So to be able to be with somebody who's not, you know, sitting on a pedestal, all polished up. I mean, you're fantastic, but you're human and we're getting to, to benefit from you really going on this experience as well and constantly working on yourself and your mindset and being raw with it. And it's awesome. Like, yay. I love that. You love it. because I'm, I'm like, I'm got to be
0: learning from this well, you know, all feel like on the things. other side. It's so beautiful. Right.
1: But our, right. all of
0: our brains are like, Oh God, we have to go feel our feelings and like, do mindset work? And I know,
1: but I think that is such a special blend because there's so many influencers and coaches and stuff out there that sometimes feel really unattainable. And while that's fine. And I can explore why I'm having that feeling. And I can't compare myself to anybody else. It's also beautiful to get to watch somebody's evolution and to get Mm -hmm. to be a part of that and benefit from it and be on this journey. So long story, of
0: course. Yeah. Well,
1: let's
0: go back to you then and say, thank you for sharing your
1: evolution, Carissa with us. Of course, I'm happy to be here, but yeah, the value is beyond that's, that's what I'll say just like i talk about Ted Lasso and Apple TV being the best $5 i spend every month. That comes after the money i spend on coaching and living the dream because it's it's one of those the benefit to me, my mindset, my bliss, my family. And yes, it's a privilege to to make it work, to find the money and make the investment, but it's not it's not even negotiable. It's not even it's my where my spouse and i, you know, we're still trying to get where we want to be and and we have so much going for us, but The growth that we've experienced through my participation in in these programs is like, it's it's not even a question. That adds so much to my bliss, so much more than just having that money in our bank account. Mm,
0: Thank you, Carissa.
1: Thanks for tuning into
0: the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero, and you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book. This book is a study guide for life. Enjoy. And of course, share the show with your friends. I believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. The more you help others succeed, the more you help yourself. So share, share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.